everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Micah Like Stuff podcast. On this episode, my brother Joel and I reacted to the season finale of Survivor 42, which was last night. So, so full. Just, just, just a rewarding season finale. Um, very happy with how it all played out. And, you know, we got to speculate a little bit, you know, where does Survivor go from here? So it was really fun uh, talking to him about that. And I think you will enjoy our conversation if you watched this season. Uh, Obviously, it spoils everything that happened in the season. So don't be listening to it if you haven't watched it. Uh, Thank you so, so much for listening to my podcast. It means the absolute world. I hope that you are doing well and you're having a good week and that this podcast in some way lifts you up. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the final episode of The Clingers Have Spoken for Season 42. My name is Joel Klinger. Alongside me, as always, is my brother Michael through Zoom, and we just watched the season finale of Survivor 42. Michael, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. I, I really liked the way it shook out there. I was rooting for Marianne. And I don't know. It seemed it kind of seems like the survivor community was aware it was gonna be Marianne after last week's episode. Like everything that I was reading and listening to this week, it was all Marianne, Marianne. It was like maybe Lindsay. A small chance for Mike, but it's probably Marianne. And I'm happy yeah. about it. Yeah. Like Stephen Fishback was like, oh, it's Marianne. Like it's Marianne. And it's like, how do you, I mean, like before last week's episode, I don't even know how you could call like Marianne a winner. Um, and yeah, she really, she really had a quiet episode, I would say, until the last final tribal council. And we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, first thoughts on Marianne being winner of Survivor 42. I think it's great. I think it's great for Survivor. I think it's great for Marianne. And, you know, I think it, I think she's a good winner. I mean, I don't think she'd win a winner's season, but that doesn't mean that you're not a great Survivor player. And, um, I think, I think she's a great representation of what the new era of Survivor can hold is it really is anybody's ball game and people are really open to hearing people's strategies at Final Tribal Council. And, you know, I think definitely an old school Survivor, Mike Mike is going to win that one. Um, but the fact that you know, Marianne popped off with a couple big moves down the stretch and got Mike to give her an idol that she didn't need. Uh, that swung swung the votes in her favor. And, you know, she didn't win a challenge um, at all. Uh, and she did annoy people at some points. And she still won Survivor. So I like that. I also like the way that they're editing winners now. Because I know that winners have annoyed people in the past and they just haven't shown it. They kind of have painted winners to be, you know, perfect people. And Marianne, I mean, I said at the beginning, I was like, man, I hope Marianne gets voted out. She gets on my nerves. And 
I wonder if this is what happened on the island too. She just grows on you as a person because, you know, she quite literally is that person. She's actually this really kind, sweet person. She comes on a little bit strong at first, but she grows on you like a fine wine. Yeah, uh, I'm happy for her. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I probably may have voted Mike. I feel like, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like Mike's game. I thought Mike played a good game, um, almost as good as you could play it from his perspective. Um, and also, like Romeo too, played as good a game from his perspective as I felt like he could have after after a few episodes. Um, and you know, I'm happy for Marianne. I guess I'm bummed because, like, I don't know. I would have loved for Omer to win. I would have loved for Lindsay to win. I was like, when. Mike gave the idol to Marianne. I was like, I just, I was like jumping for joy because I was thinking she was going to turn around and play her idol for Lindsay, and then she didn't do it, and I was like crushed. Um, so I mean, I'm sad, but you know, for Marianne, I think Marianne's going to be a good winner. She's going to represent the game well, yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. I'm not super pumped that she won, um, but you know, awesome for her happy for her not mad at all just a little disappointed i guess um yeah i guess i guess that's kind of like a similar reaction to last season although like i don't know i guess like i thought xander may may have won i may have voted for xander um but again it's kind of like this this subtler game where um the jury is kind of like picking up on like the smallest of moves that other juries would have just said, I'm not even recognizing that as a move, you know? Um, yeah. So that's just like a whole shift that I don't know if I've made in my brain, but it seems like survivors moving that way without me or with me, you know? Um, so that's very interesting, um, to have two winners basically go from lambs to lions or whatever, you know, from nothing to something. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Um, yeah, uh, again, so they they announced the the winners, and then they immediately had the reunion show. And again, they asked Mike, "Hey man, how does this like feel to you?" And of course, he's saying like, "You know, it's great. I don't need the money. I got my fiance. I'm loving life." But you can tell he's just like super bummed. Like this is like, man, I really hope they don't do this next time because it's just like. They're going to. That's like so bad. Like, oh, that is so, that's so brutal. Because it's like, it's not only did you get voted out, you were like legitimately so close to a million dollars 20 minutes ago. And now you have to sit in it that you didn't win a million dollars around the people that just gave a million dollars to someone else over you and that person. And then get answer answer questions from Jeff. Like, man, I was disappointed for myself, but I cannot imagine how Mike was feeling. And I watched it, and I was like, this is brutal. Yeah, the only second place player that I would want that to happen to is Russell Hans. Other I would than that, pay. I would pay for that, yeah. I mean, he was still salty, you know, nine months later at the reunion show. So I would love to see him in that 
in that situation um, where it's so fresh and he's just like cursing Jeff out. You know, he's, <laughs> he's cursing the jury out. That would be crazy. Bribing but Natalie I, with money to, so that he can be called the survivor. Oh yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have even had time to come up with that yet. You know, he would have, <laughs> he would have been, he just would have tried to take it by force at that point. But yeah, it's, well, and then Jeff's like, Mike, you're being awfully quiet over here. And it's like, yeah, his his whole his whole game just shattered in front of him. And I didn't even like what they said, like Mike lost it. Like Jeff asked Omer, is like, did Mike lose it or did Marianne just really come in there at the end? And he's like hoping, I'm sure he's hoping Mike is going to say, Marianne just is a great, she just came in great and we couldn't deny her at that point and said he was like oh probably a little bit of both you know i was hoping <laughs> i was hoping mike would would own it a little bit more and i don't i don't really get i don't really get why people are like no you need to say like yeah i i screwed all of you guys over blah 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 it was all an act the whole time because isn't that like why people like Mike in the first place. And yeah. isn't that taking away from that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. What I, I did like in this episode where they had like the jury eat, they're doing like those confessionals about like, I hoping that this happens tonight. I'm hoping that, you know, Marianne can tell us what she's really been doing. You know, I'm hoping that they fight for it, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was pretty interesting. And it also shows that it's a no-win game because something that you say, someone is going to like that you said it in Final Tribal and someone else is going to not like that, that that was your strategy. You know, like Romeo's like, you know, I I was just like throwing votes on you because I didn't want on other people because I didn't want to vote for you. And like someone out there is probably like, thanks, Romeo, for not voting for me. And High's like, you were just doing that to... Gaslight me. Piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, it's like they were they were asking for completely opposite responses from Romeo and Mike. Like, there was no consistency there. Like, it's like, Romeo, we want to know what you did and, like, why you did it. And then when he says what he did and why he did it, it's not, it's not you know, smiled upon. Um, and then Mike's like... So, like, you know, do you think that you were playing this game or were you playing with your heart? And, like, they said, quote, that they wanted to say he was playing this strategic game, which he was, but I just don't think he wanted to say that because he was terrified of what they would think. And it's just, like, you're you're asking, like, I, what are you looking for? Like, there's just, I don't know. You're, like, you're right. It's just so hard to gauge, like, a final tribal and like play to the people i don't know yeah and i i kind of thought it was i felt like marianne at one point was like explaining something really good and then jonathan like jumped in and was like no like that's not what happened it's like yeah it is you and mike actually didn't vote for omer at all you voted for romeo yes because you were afraid omer had an idol or was gonna have an idol played for him I thought that was very interesting, and I'm surprised Marianne didn't like stick to that. Marianne just kind of like said like, "Oh well, yeah, well, you're right." Well, she might have, and we might just not have seen it. Like they might have cut it weird. 
Well, we don't Cause know. like how they edited it. That was like absolute, like Marianne drove that like over and over. They were like, no, this is not safe. We don't want to do this. And Marianne was like, dude, I got this. And like, then she just did it by herself. Yeah. So it's like, it just doesn't make sense why Jonathan would have that reaction. Although I guess like he felt like he was much more in the game than he actually was. And I feel like we kind of see that throughout the season um, where he is in conversations and Lindsay's not. And he thinks that Lindsay's just like telling him what to do. Well, because Lindsay like kind of should because she has more information and a better brain. Um, yeah. So like I thought that was weird. I, I wish that we had gotten some like vigor from Marianne, but maybe she was just like, you know what? Hopefully I still get a vote. So I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. Do I think if um, Romeo had lost in fire making and it was Marianne, Jonathan and Mike that Marianne would have actually swept because um, I'm pretty sure the only person who voted for Mike was Jonathan. Yeah. Was it Jonathan or rocks? Those are the only two people that I could think of. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Jonathan. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, cause Jonathan and Mike were bros and I feel like Jonathan like was been kind of fed up with Marianne for like the whole season. Uh, he does not like Marianne at all. Yeah. And yeah. And he wasn't going to give it to Romeo for sure. Um, yeah, poor Romeo getting called like a cockroach, like just taking all of this shade from like high. It's just like, man, like dude got here and you did not like respect to Romeo. I actually thought that Romeo didn't get it that bad as far as goats go. I mean, old school survivor. If you're a, a, a zero vote finalist, someone like completely ripped you a new one during tribal and I actually thought R- Romeo had some moments where people were like, hey, man, I can at least respect that you said that. Like when when he told hi, he's like the reason that I wanted to get you out was because, uh, you know, I was jealous of you and Drea getting close. Like and I feel like Hi was like, hey, man, like that makes sense to me. Like, thank you for saying that. And, you know, I think people can commend Romeo's personal growth. I mean, the. He's the smallest person out there. I mean, he he lit yeah, he literally probably was weighing like ninety four pounds by the end. Yeah. So I mean just making it twenty six days for Romeo, who's never camped, I don't know that it's worth a vote at the end, but I mean, you can't just completely throw him under the bus because he was probably the least prepared to do Survivor out of all the people there. Yeah. I mean, he probably only had like one egg and one slice of cheese a day you know like he he wasn't eating that much uh compared to the other people that use up a lot more calories and have to like lay on the beach so that they don't die um yeah uh so walking through the episode like Lindsay wins the the advantage for the the immunity challenge or whatever and still loses like mike kicked the crap out of that puzzle like that was very impressive, um, and it was gut wrenching. It was gut. I was so upset when Lindsay got voted out, man. Like I said that already. I really thought she was gonna pull through. The editors got me. Like Marianne got me. But if if Marianne gave the idol to Lindsay, do you think Marianne wins? Um, 
I think that there's still a good chance Marianne wins, especially because that adds another big move to Marianne. Yeah. And in a way makes Lindsay look weaker that she For got sure. taken there. For sure. So, I mean, at that point, at that point, I think Marianne would have to worry about getting put in fire making at that point, just because people would want her out of the game. So yeah. I think that that's kind of what I was thinking was like when she didn't play it, I was like, she doesn't want to upper threat level right before final four. Cause she can tell people at tribal, I had an idol that I didn't even have to use because Mike gave it to me. And so I thought that was a good play by Marianne to not like overextend herself and add her threat level unnecessarily. Um, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty smart. I thought Marianne did a excellent job of, managing her threat level at the end because she didn't do too much to put herself where it's like, okay, um, Romeo wins final. And then Mike and Jonathan are sitting there still saying like, he's going to put us in fire making because we're obviously the threats, you know, they weren't like, Hey, no, seriously, Marianne's going to win. You should actually put her in there. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if um, if tribal council took a lot longer and Marianne said a lot more things that helped her case, because I thought um, the only thing that she really said was she was in a final three alliance with everybody, and yeah. that she and that she um, had an idol that no one knew had about. the idol that no one knew about. But I thought that the way that she worked everything down the stretch to be in her favor, like she didn't, she probably said at final tribal was like, I could have found that clue that Lindsay found for the final or for the second to last immunity challenge. But instead, like I didn't want people to think I was too much of a threat and try to get me out. So I just sat there with the boys because I really wanted Lindsay to find it because I knew I was going to be safe either way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just another way to like kind of say like you guys like I've been thinking the whole game. I've been sandbagging in moments to manage my threat level. And if y'all had been doing that, you would not be sitting there. You'd be sitting here and I'd be sitting there. But instead, like I let you underestimate me this whole time and boom, I win. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. How's like... It was so interesting because she felt like aligned with Lindsay, but she also had the wherewithal to know that Lindsay was probably the biggest threat to her winning the game. Um, that's smart, and I I hope like I hope that she did say that in Final Tribal because I thought that was really smart, you know. Um, yeah, I wonder how much of Final Tribal we don't see, because it seems like everything every juror gets one question and we see them ask the question, but we don't know how it's edited or like what if they cut out like follow-ups or like anything like that you know um there's got to be a good hour in there at least that we didn't see i would assume mm. yeah and like mike mike really didn't have a great final tribal it really wasn't great it was just like he didn't seem like convicted i guess like they're like i guess the jurors were looking for more conviction in his answers and he was kind of like wishy-washy on whether he played like a an emotional game or a or a strategic game 
Um, yeah, and I don't think that he felt the need to give a hard sell on himself and neg Marianne. Because I think he thought he was the favorite going in. For sure. And I I guess they were saying in the reunion that he kind of was. But I think that it was kind of a toss-up going into that. Because even there was even a couple jurors who were like, yeah, I was kind of in the air. Like, I was leaning Mike, but I ended up switching. So it was kind of a toss-up going in. And I think he thought, you know, eighty it's 80-20 me right now. And it was really 50-50. And he didn't go in there and say, look, here's the deal. I have been saying who's going home at every single vote since the merge. Marianne has been out of the know for half of the post-merge. Just because she's been hot the last few days doesn't mean that she deserves this. You know, it's like I, I am, I have, you know, conducted myself with, as much integrity as possible in this game. And I also did that while putting myself in a great position to win. You know, he didn't, I, I didn't feel like he did that. I felt like most of the time he was explaining like, no, the only person that I feel like I really screwed over was Roxroy, which isn't true because he also told Jonathan he would give it to him. He would give him the idol. He like kind of shirked out of like, Oh, I don't need to swear on it or anything. You, I, I'm, we're good. I, I got you. Yeah. And it was like that is so. It was like a very coach way to avoid the lie of like, I didn't yeah. say I was giving you my word as a Christian man. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was locker room talk. It doesn't matter, man. Like that was just like around the well. Like who cares, bro? Yeah, it didn't have that kind of vibe. Like you can kind of see it throughout Mike's game. Like he came out and we were like, "Oh, this guy's like going to stick to his word." And then we saw him cut high and like you you knew that that was just not going to happen. Like he was he just like cut 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 until he made the end. And it was like, I mean, it did kind of make sense why the jurors were like, "You have to be playing a strategic game and using your social game like you're not keeping your word <laughs> like that's just that's just a fact <laughs> yeah um okay let me ask you a question so we've seen the last two survivor seasons um is not having an outward strategy the new winning strategy in survivor until like not having an hour strategy until like final six, the winning strategy. Not necessarily. I think, I mean, I still think if Omer is sitting there at the end, he wins. And so it's, it's, it's about having an hour strategy because, you know, and Marianne had to, you really don't want to be in the position Marianne's in where she feels like I have to go to tribal council and then I have to convince everyone to vote for me. You really would prefer to go into tribal council with two goats that you brought that everyone knows you brought. I feel like that's still where you want to be at the end. You know, I think Marianne really wanted to be there with Jonathan and Romeo. You know, like she was rooting for that at the fire making challenge. And I think if she had had that, I mean, it, tribal council might have gotten kind of ugly at that point. If, if, if it had been Jonathan sitting in Mike's seat, because I think people would have given it to Jonathan a little bit about his his arrogance. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see why you would say that, but I think that it's just whoever manages their threat level the best and whoever knows themselves the best and who's able to um, dictate votes down the stretch. And so, like, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you don't want to be the person that's dictating votes, like, at the merge. But there is a point in the game, probably around nine, where you do want to start being seen to that person. I think Omer's problem was that he did one too many moves. You know, I think he was starting to really, really get in a sweet spot. And then he kept, he was switching every vote. And it was making it clear that he was the one doing it. And I think that that Drea vote, he could have just let it run and let Mike get voted out. And instead, he wanted to be in charge of one more vote unnecessarily. He could have got Drea out after that. But I think that he he didn't manage his threat level well enough. He got a little bit over-eager. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about like that whole term, managing threat level. Like, Marianne's threat level was zero, right? And that's what Mike thought. And it obviously wasn't like, it's like you basically like Marianne even said it, like her biggest move was setting up a final three once she got to like final six. And it's like, if you look back at her game, she basically just went along with Omer and did whatever he wanted because he was an ally and he was making a lot of moves. And it's like, you know, I wonder if Lindsay did make the finale, if she would have won. I, I don't know that. I would have voted for her if she was there, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like there's no good time to come out as a threat until you're like at the end. Because if you walk down from like nine all the way to five, you go, hi, Drea, Omer, Lindsay. Those were the people that were at the charge of this game. And, like, they came out, you said they came out, like, as threats too early. So then, like, how do you not be a threat? Because it feels like, it feels like when we get to, like, who's winning, it is really, like, who has won the last, like, five days and not the whole month. Well, so I think, I think last season would present a counter example to that and not in Erica. But the only reason Erica won last season is because she got an advantage in the final five immunity challenge that Ricard was going to win. She barely edged him out and she had a significant advantage in that challenge. If Ricard wins that he was the clear favorite all of a sudden at worst, he's in fire making. So at worst, he's got a 50, 50 chance at that point. I think that's, you know, that's not a bad spot to be. I mean, if if you can if you believe you can win an immunity challenge, then you can come out as a threat earlier and just be like, I'm just gonna have to vote the other challenge threats out, and then maybe I can eke out two, three challenges in a row down the stretch and lock it up. You know, that's 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 what I think Ricard was gonna have to do after Shan and Danny and Liana were all out last season. But I think, I think that was like, his path. 
I think that's a way tougher way to go. Like, well, it just depends on what people think about you, and you have to know that. You have to understand what people think about you so that you can make the choose the path that works best for you. Yeah, it's just tough. Like, I was thinking about this tonight. I feel like every week you just have to make sure you're not last and you're not first. Like, you never want to be at the top. You don't even really want to be, like, top three at any point until the, the end. And you don't want to be on the bottom. But, like, anywhere in, like, the bottom half that's not the bottom is kind of where you want to be up until the end. Because... It just seems like recent seasons, they're just slicing off the top every single time. And it's like, you know, I want to see Ricard win. You know, I want to see Omer win. But, like, it's going to take, like, a, a tour de force of, like, game now for that to happen. Because everyone's playing with this this awareness of, like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Oh, this person made a big move. This person's made two big moves. This person found an idol. Like, and it's like, like at the beginning, Jonathan was the only person that was doing anything, and they did want to get him out. They did a hundred percent. But then other people started doing things, and their threat levels went higher, and Jonathan's went lower, and like they just all grouped Jonathan as not a threat. Like the whole group just like decided at like final eight that they were like, Jonathan's not going to win this game. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like how how can someone go about this game and dominate it and actually win because it feels like the other 17 people are smart enough now to just cut that person because they're what's in the way of a million dollars for them. Yeah. I mean, but I I think that you're probably going to end up in trouble if you're just like aiming to be in second to last the whole like the whole game. I don't think that that is a good strategy. I think, I think honestly, I think Jonathan played a good game. His personality was the problem. I think, I really think people don't like him and I'm okay with, with people not liking him. I, I personally am not a huge Jonathan fan, but I think from a, from a perspective of he did have a huge target on his back and he worked to keep it as low as possible. Yeah. And I think Marianne did the same thing from the bottom because she understood people would perceive her as not a threat. And she waited until the last possible moment, not the last possible moment, the right, the right moment to exert her influence and power in the game to move up in, in the, in the, you know, the power rankings. Uh, and that's what you have to do. You have to understand how where you are, where people stack you up and perceive you, you know. And I think that a lot of things go into that. You know, like David Wright from Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X. You would think he wouldn't be a threat, but all of a sudden he's saying eloquent things at Tribal Council and Jeff is ooing and aahing over him all the time. And he has this <laughs> this great story about how he was scared to die, but now he's scared to miss out. Now he's now he's embracing every moment of life and all this bull crap. And so he, with all of that nonsensical story business, um, made his target too big. So he made a pro- David made a proper calculation of I need to make myself a threat. 
But then he didn't ever think, okay, I need to like start. Like the cat was out of the bag too early for him. And so it's tough. It's tough. And you've seen people try to turn it on late and fail. And you've seen people uh, turn it on too early and fail. And it's just a matter of hitting it at the right spot. And honestly, down the stretch, a couple things need to break your way. A couple things need to break your way. Like Marianne found that idol and she was given an idol because of her social game. And you can say that that was, that was her, 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 her being good at survivor played that out. And I'm fine with, with that. But ultimately that's also luck because she Mm -hmm. didn't even, she didn't even really ask for it. Mike just kind of told her. Yeah. That's what was going to go down. And so I think, I think that there's, it just depends on your perception of yourself and other people's perception of you. And if those things are aligned, you have good self-awareness and then you have the tools in the toolbox, whether it's socially uh, immunity challenge wise or um, advantages to make it happen. You got to, you got to do it, but only because you know how people are perceiving you. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Um, do you believe that the best player in a survivor, a sur- the best survivor player in a survivor season always wins? No. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, you know, it, it, maybe I need to adjust like how I look at it as a fan instead of like this thing where I'm trying to like narrow down like people's resumes and what's good and what's bad and like, Maybe I just need to look at this as like, you know, it's people navigating tough problems on an island. They have to deceive each other. They have to work with each other. And at the end, somebody wins a million dollars. And like, there's not one rhyme or reason for that. There's lots of them and there's lots of luck involved. And like, it's just tough because it's like, when I think of playing a game, most of the time I think of, you know, playing a game of checkers where there's certain strategy involved and there's a winner and a loser, clearly. And this one, this game, it just feels like it's not that. It's probably never been that, but I don't know. I guess that I'm kind of having that realization now. Um, yeah, that was just my takeaway from tonight and the season. Um what are some favorite moments from the season? For me, it's got to be like the Drea boot episode. I love that episode. That was crazy. Um, yeah, the the knowledge is power advantage has really paid off two seasons in a row. And I know people got so mad about it whenever Liana found it last last season. But it's actually, with how not, how information flows, it's actually kind of hard to execute. And I hope that they don't bring it back in 43 and 44 because people will have seen seen it and not tell. I hope that they bring it back in like 45 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the only thing you can do with that, it can be really effective, but you can't tell like anybody about it. You cannot tell a soul. You just have to like rip somebody's idol from them at five and like that's it. You just got to hold it. Yeah, I really like that. I think probably my probably my favorite episode from the season was Tori spilling champagne on Romeo tonight during the finale. 
Did she really? I missed that. Oh my gosh. It was like right when they came back from commercial at some point, they were like, show like Tori was like leaning forward. She was going to talk to Romeo and she like dumped wine on him. And it was, I mean, dumped champagne on him. And it was pretty funny. Also like Marianne couldn't even drink it. Right. She's like, yeah. Yeah. I think Marianne is 20. Um, so she might, she might be the youngest winner ever. Huh? I, I also noticed Lindsay in the third row, like Jeff asked the first question to Marianne. Marianne's talking about what a journey it's been, what this feels like. Lindsay's just like in the third row, just like looking back to the waiter, just like just like some just like snacking some pizza. It's just like, it's just like man, like all they could think about is like food. And this is like the reunion show. Like this is like It's it was, so bad, man. I I I think I I you know, Jeff came out this week and said they'll do it shortened and uh they'll do the reunion on the island directly after reading the boat votes again for season 43 and 44. Oh, well, I don't know about directly after I wish they would at least give him like 24 hours. Hey, we got 24 hours. Everybody go, everybody go to Ponderosa, eat, drink, be merry party. And we'll come back here in 24 hours. And, you know, we'll let our final three take a shower and, you know, write write in their journal before we ask yeah. any questions but um yeah so they're they're gonna be doing that again um so that is what it is uh but oh yeah but other yeah it sucks though it does suck i totally agree that the the pizza and champagne is so stupid like uh this i mean they can eat pizza and drink champagne like before or after why do they have to be doing it during i i get that you did it because you didn't know how it would play on tv and then you were like it's a good idea let's just do it twice even though we have no idea how it'll play on tv it doesn't play well so rethink that um as far as highlights from the season go um i thought that the um The character development that I saw from a lot of the characters was really good. Like Marianne, I thought her story of going from like the really annoying girl to the winner of the season was pretty cool story arc. I don't think that we've seen that one. Normally it's like this person's really annoying and then they just that's just their character. <laughs> You know, the whole season, it's like right. no one likes this person. If they make it to the end, it's because they're getting dragged there because they're a guy. Right. Like, this is like Nora winning. This is Angelina winning. You know, like, these, this is like, this is all of those winning. And that's that's a huge thing. You know, she like, she like was able to see it when like people like Nora couldn't see it. And she was able to like calm it down. And then, uh, but still like kind of keep that as like who she was. Um, so yeah, it was very cool. Um, who else, who else developed their character? I I really liked Mike. Mike is, is a favorite character of mine because I think it was cool. Just like, cause like when he started out, you're like, ah, classic, like old guy, 
you know, he's probably going to be like bossy and like not get along with the young people and the young people are going to vote him out. But then like he and high are like ended up being super tight. You know, we got to see him and him and Omer become like good friends. Yeah. Even though, you know, he, Omer was like explaining how, you know, Muslim prayer works and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. We got to see a lot of cool character much from Mike. I don't think we saw as much like growth, but I think it was like a cool, like there's a lot more to Mike than you see on the surface. Yeah. Like I liked, I liked the openness from him, you know, like normally when you see a guy that's like 50 years old, come on survivor, they're like, dude, I don't know what these people are doing. Like I'm just out here. I'm trying to make some food. I'm trying to survive. I don't got a good social game. Like Mike's like, you know, like, yeah, tell me about yourself, man. Oh, that's really cool. Like, like, you know, like he was, he was actually able to like empathize with other people and like get to know them for like who they are and appreciate that about them, which is not your typical, uh, older guy type thing on survivor, which is cool. Um, yeah, he's not, he's not rocks. Like rocks was not there to make friends. Rocks was there to like look at the sky and like complain about his wife and, and make fire. (laughs) (laughs) that's it um yeah rox roy uh, was not not a not a a good character development this was a really strong cast and rox roy might have been like the least interesting character yeah but like i don't know like he was it was was like like, it was good to have him out there just for some it was a good balance we needed somebody like that on this season i guess yeah yeah um yeah what else so like this i want to know what you thought about this there was a juror like cut where they were like i want to see what mike if mike is willing to own up to like his strategy or whatever like what did you think of like the juror cut where they were just talking to the camera like doing confessionals like that oh yeah yeah i thought i thought that was awesome i i um i thought you always wonder about like what they want the person to say. And if they're not allowed to like show it on their face as much during the season, I'm totally down with, with the jury, like with us getting that, that from them. I thought that was really cool. Um, just saying like, I think we, everyone at home probably knew Romeo wasn't going to win, but like, it's good to know that I'm sure they were like, what do you want to see from each person? You know, to each juror. So I, I thought it was cool. I mean, it's good information for viewers to have. And it did, it's not like it took a long time. Like they kind of ran, ran through everybody pretty quick. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I would like to point out one thing. So rock said the one good thing that Romeo has done was he's been weak. And like, I think he said we- his strength is his weakness. Which yeah. is actually a, a biblical concept. Yeah, but like Rox did not mean that in like a good way. He was like, he's weak, and that's what got him here because he was dragged here. That's basically what he said. And like I find that I find that interesting because I think I think that why was Romeo pinned as this weak person that had no redemption arc? But Marianne was was looked at as this young you know, kind of weak girl that all of a sudden had this redemption arc. 
And yeah, she did more things, but it's like, I don't know. Is that like a gender thing? Like, have we, since Cochran, have we had a weak guy win or come close? I don't know that someone's won, but I mean, and I don't know what you would consider to be weakness. But I, I like, I think, I think that, I mean, um, Adam, Adam Klein That's is true. one. Adam won. I, I think, I don't, I actually don't think it's a, it's a gender thing. I think that that's just rock. That's just a rocks Roy take. And I, I think what he did, but, he, what, what he did, what uh rocks Roy did say, he said, if rock, if Romeo can explain that being weak was his strategy, then I, then I'm cool with it. And I would respect that. And I, 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 I don't, you know, I, I not every character can get redemption arc. That's just not how reality works. Yeah, you know Romeo didn't get any votes. You can't yeah. tell the st- like. That's what we were. I was so I was like with with like Heather last season. I was just like, why, why are we doing this? She's it's, just done nothing. Heather. Like you know, maybe I I don't know if it's a gender thing or not, but it might be an old lady thing because. You know, Heather comes in dead last in all the challenges, and Jeff is like, "But you're doing it." And Romeo's in dead last, and Jeff's like, "Romeo, out of this challenge, dead last." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the producers are like, "Hey, man, this season, if somebody's behind, just just go back to your old ways." Well, Nobody liked the whole like you're doing great thing. But didn't he cheer on like Mariah or something earlier in the year? So like I, I don't remember. Maybe like maybe it is like a an older woman thing. But yeah, like he was like Romeo dead last <laughs> like so much, and it's like man, like that's just awful. Like I mean, look at the guy. Of course he's gonna be dead last. Like, what are we doing? Also, well, and that was the awesome thing about it was the final immunity challenge. Yeah, he went. I mean, it was like. The person that has been the most disrespected now has the most power, All the power and gets to make the biggest decision in the whole game. Yeah. And so I thought that was that was pretty cool. That's that's one thing that I've I do like about the last couple seasons. As much as people don't like the hourglass and I don't I don't love it. I I you know, I am actually against it in general. But I do like the idea of how can we give the person that is the most overlooked and downtrodden and outcast, how can we give that person the most power in the game? And so I thought that was cool that it just worked organically with Romeo. Yeah. Um, I really hope that the, so what do we hope comes back from seasons 41 and 42? We don't, in season 43, yeah, we don't want the the sand uh time hourglass. Thing. Hourglass. We don't want that. That's out. 100%. I wish we could break the hourglass and like remove it from these past two seasons. But um what else do we like beware advantages? Beware advantages, yeah or nay? Yes, we like beware advantages. We also like that there's only like three idols. I think there is there's the three beware idols and then there is one merge idol. And it's so like, man, in um, 
the late thirties and in 40, there was idols everywhere, like fully powerful idols. Everyone had one. It was, it was kind of tough. Like it's tough to keep track of. I really like the beware advantages because people can talk about, Oh, so many advantages. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but when everyone knows you have it, it kind of makes it like way less useful Yeah, uh, because people know you're going to play it. They're going to try, try to flush it out. And if you have it the whole season and never play it and you're never get a vote, then you're a goat. Just ask Xander. And so like, I think that there was, there is a lot of good things about the beware advantages. Jeff has said that um, Shot in the Dark is here to stay. So Shot in the Dark will be back in 43 and 44, which I'm down with. We have to see one hit, man. There, Yeah, I guess like they're just waiting for one to hit to see if it actually adds any value. Um, it's going to be feel? a great TV moment when one hits. How do we feel about amulets? I think they'll probably try amulets again because I don't think it worked the way they wanted it to work this season. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't gun after each other. Yeah. It's a tool to create rivalries and it, it just didn't do that this season. And so I think that they'll bring amulets back and I think it'll probably play out really differently. So I'd love to see that, that come back. Knowledge is power. We talked about it a little bit. Do we I, want to see it I, back? I, think, I don't. I think they should wait on knowledge is power because it's kind of, it's kind of played out from a strategy perspective. People will know how to do it. Here's one thing that probably will be back is the idle nullifier. So I don't know if you heard, but yeah. Omer had had the an idle nullifier. He said that in his post game press. Yeah, which is pretty crazy that he they had didn't it, it and it, it didn't come up at all. Um. Which I think that is one of the reasons. Um, I don't remember. There, I think that that I've already forgotten, but I think that that did affect a couple of votes um, in the in the like before Omar got voted out of the game range. Um, that did affect a couple of votes because other people did know that he had it. Mm. So there, there was like some of that going around. So I do expect to see the idle nullifier back in uh, 43 and 44 or 44. Um, but I really think the nullifier works works best in a season where there is ramp, a rampant amount of idols. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay right. with it. It makes sense. I'm okay then. with it being in there if it's only, if there's only just beware advantages and a merge idol and an amulet. I'm still okay with that. But um, I do... I, it it holds more power when there's less idols in the game, so that's the tough part. Let me ask you this: This is an idea that I just had just now. What if everyone starts the game with one idol, and that's it? Those are all the idols. Like I mean, those those first work. votes would be so much more interesting. But you you're just running the risk of like getting a tribal council and not being able to vote anyone out. Yeah. And then like you would just revote. I feel like if everyone plays an idol, you just like all right, we're, no one has an idol anymore. <laughs> Let's vote. <laughs> um I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be interesting. But wouldn't um, everyone play at the first vote and then it's like if you don't play your idol at the first vote, you're you're out. Well, you can really screw yourself as a tribe if you do that. Yeah. 
but imagine like all three of you or four of you or five of you go into the merge with all of your idols and you can say, yeah, we use them all on each other. Like, ah, that's a pretty crazy advantage. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's one more thing that I really don't want to see. Do or die. Do or die can go die. Like, that thing sucks. Um, it hit. Luckily, I feel like there would have been outrage if we lost Deshaun or Lindsay to that. But yeah, I I really hate that thing. Um, that thing sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad no one has got sent home from it, and I hope that it paid off twice for exciting. Tri- the The thing is, they need to do more tribal councils post merge that are not influenced by like do or die or split tribal council or stuff like that because it was like. Half of the of the post merge votes this season were either split tribals, multiple people won immunity, uh, do or die challenge, yeah, and that's just that's just too much. Or like half the people were immune at the merge. I wish they would get rid of that. I like the scrambling of like there's an infinite amount of options for a merge vote. Just make yeah. it a two hour episode and explain everything. We don't need to need to dumb it down that much. So I, I think, um, I think I would like, I would like to see no, no half, half of the group is safe at the merge at all next season. I think we're, we're done with that and do or die as well. I'd be okay with seeing that go. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Uh, well, this has been the end of season 42. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Michael? Nah, man, it's been a good season and I'm looking forward to next season already. Yeah, man. It's been fun doing this with you. Uh, thank you so much. If you're listening, uh, that's amazing. I was talking to a friend and he said, yeah, I saw that you guys were like posting stuff on Instagram and then I heard something on the radio about Survivor. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch Survivor again. And he's watched season 40, 41 and 42. So thank you, Chad. That was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we hope you're spreading the news about Survivor. And uh, it's been a blessing to be here and walk through it with, with my brother and all of you who are listening. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for that. And with that, this has been Survivor season 42. The Clingers have spoken. See ya.